Okay, so welcome back to my podcast and I'm still on Romeo and Juliet, podcast number three. So these episodes are quite short, but I think they're kind of uh, recounting certain scenes from uh, the play. And we start with the first, we've started with the introduction, the first kiss. And now we come to the scene, very famous scene, which is the balcony scene where Romeo is waiting, I mean, looking up and he sees Juliet enter. And Juliet also is sort of having a monologue and she's talking to herself and thinking about Romeo. So here goes. Romeo, but what, but soft, what light through yonder window breaks? It is the east and Juliet is the sun. Arise, fair sun, and kill the envious moon who's already sick and pale with grief, that thou, her maid, art far more fair than she. Be not her maid, since she is envious. Her vestal livery is but sick and green, and none but fools do wear it. Cast it off. It is my lady, oh, it is my love. Oh, that she knew she were. She speaks, yet she says nothing. What of that? Her eye discourses. I will answer it. I am too bold, tis not to me she speaks. Two of the fairest stars in the heaven, having some business, entreat her eyes to twinkle in the spheres till they return. What if her eyes were there? They in her head, the brightness of her cheek would shame those stars. As daylight doth a lamp, her eye in heaven would through the airy region stream so bright that birds would sing and think it were not night. See how she leans her cheek upon her hand? Oh, that I were a glove upon that hand, that I might touch that cheek. Juliet Ay, me, Romeo aside, she speaks. Oh, speak again, bright angel, for thou art as glorious to the night being over my head, as a winged messenger of heaven onto the white upturned wondering eyes of mortals that fall back to gaze on him when he bestrides the lazy puffing clouds and sails upon the bosom of the air. Onto the white upturned wondering eyes of mortals that fall back to gaze upon him when he bestrides the lazy puffing clouds and sails upon the bosom of the air. Juliet O Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo? Deny thy father and refuse thy name, or, if thou wilt not, be but sworn my love, and I'll no longer be a Capulet. Romeo aside. Shall I hear more, or shall I speak at this? Juliet Tis but thy name that is my enemy. Thou art thyself, though not a Montague. What's Montague? It's it's no hand, nor foot, nor arm, nor face, or be some other name belonging to a man. What's in a name? That which we call a rose by any other word would smell as sweet. So Romeo, and so Romeo would, were Romeo he not called, retain that sweet dear perfection which he owes without that title. Romeo, doff thy name, 
and for thy name which is no part of thee take all myself romeo i take thee at thy word call me but love and i'll be new baptized henceforth i never will be romeo juliet what man thou art thou that thus be screened at night so stumblest upon my counsel by name i know not how to tell thee who i am by name dear saint is hateful to myself my name is hateful to myself because it is an enemy to thee had i it written i would tear the word my ears have not yet drunk a hundred words of thy tongue's uttering yet i know the sound art thou not romeo and a montague neither fair maid if either thee dislike how comest hither thou how camest thou hither tell me and wherefore the orchard walls are high and hard to climb and the place death considering thou art if any of my kinsmen find thee here with love's light wings did i overperch these walls for stony limits cannot hold love out and what love can do that dares love attempt therefore thy kinsmen are no stop to me if they see thee if they do see thee they will murder thee okay so with this reading i wanted to add a little bit of a personal insight into uh, reading as i was talking about how i got interested in reading and my childhood was 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 a lot about books and everything so for that i have my mom here hi mom hi and uh, hello. i am uh, hello <laughs> and i'm going to ask you a question about why how was reading uh, important in your life and why did you you know kind of inculcate we, that thinking we in were, us yeah we were in a very good to environment so i was af- afraid for my children that they'll be deprived of the world's knowledge mm-hmm. if they do not read about what is going around in form of for the little children it's naturally stories and books and children magazines those were the things i introduced to them because we had a very close secluded lifestyle we had never interaction with outside world only through books that i thought would be good for my children so that they can learn so much and take interest and have their mind develop and imaginary things can do so much wonders yes i agree of course mm-hmm. sometimes books really save lives no ha ah, yeah so it was also very difficult to get books also so i used to order from the bookstore from the big cities this is early 80s 1980s and 1990s uh, from delhi bookstore they used to send me i used to send them draft money by uh check or draft or draft no no money order i used to send uh, money order in those days i don't to talk to them on the phone i had the privilege to have a phone so it was communication was not that hard but to get the books by post mm-hmm. it was it was a quite a long interaction with the, 
I had to select a book. They didn't give, used to give a list of books they had. Mm -hmm. I had to tell them the name of the books and the author. And then they will, after a while, they'll reply. Mm -hmm. Then I used to order and send money order. And it used to take more than 10 or sometimes 12 months to get one book. And oh, wow. in the meantime... I, I didn't know this, mom. In the meantime, I used to tell them uh, stories from the textbook, which they used to study in school. Mm -hmm. To pick up one word and... Tell them the story from that word, mm -hmm. imaginary story. Then I used to like it, of course. <laughs> I used to do it. <laughs> but what about uh, books in your childhood? So I was asking you about oh, your... We, I was in a very big city. Uh, we had so many magazines. Calcutta, that Calcutta, was. Uh, Calcutta is the city of books. The city of books. Anywhere you go... You find books, magazines of all over the world. In my days, we used to get Life magazine, Time magazine, um, National Geography. All used to come to our house, mm. like from that magazine. And my aunt was studying for, for the medicine. Also used to read m many uh, fictional movie uh, stories, I mean to say. Like and what kind of books? I don't have much. Uh, means all uh, means thrillers and all type of books. They have to read. Even my grandfather was a historic. Uh, he was interested in history, so he had he the whole bookshelf of historical books. Mm -hmm. Even I have read Kama Sutra in my class ten. <laughs> so all kinds of books, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Okay. And are you happy that I, I still like to read and everything? Yeah, in the beginning I was afraid for you because you never <laughs> to re sit properly. You can't even sit for 15 minutes with me. So it was very difficult. But eventually one day something happened, miracle. <laughs> and you started reading and you liked it. And you even continued in your school library also. From school yeah. library also, you used to pick up books and read. Then I was quite happy and relaxed. Happy, relaxed at my heart. That now, no, I have no, do, do not have to go on worrying about me reading books. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you, mom. <laughs> <laughs>